think I have a good word for you to share. And I, I it has something to do with the times in which we are living. And of course, we're living in a very complicated time right now around the world. And a lot of people are uh, quarantined or in their homes or under some kind of a restrictive lifestyle. And what's even more severe is that a lot of people are losing their livelihoods. They may be losing paychecks. They may be losing their jobs, their businesses. There's a lot of very negative things going on. And what I have seen, uh, even among Christians, and sadly among some Christians, is just simply a fear of the future and an approach to this situation that is not based in faith or peace, uh, more of a frantic approach of, uh, oh my goodness, I've lost everything, or I'm going to lose everything, or I've lost a paycheck or two paychecks. And I think what, what the Lord has put in my heart, this is a message that he dropped into my heart years ago when I was a missionary in Chile. Uh, we went through some setbacks economically. We went, I was robbed twice. Uh, I've been cheated, I don't know how many times. And the Lord just spoke to me one day as I was going through one of those events. And he said, Barry, learn how to turn your losses into seed. And that just opened up a whole new world for me. And so I wanna to talk to you today about transforming your losses into seed. And it's, I, I think it will help you because it has certainly helped me to realize that whatever the enemy takes from me, I can either have an attitude of bitterness and regret and fear, or I can change my attitude and I can turn that loss into a seed and see it sown into the kingdom and returned back unto me. So that's where I want to go with you today. Uh, I've got a couple things I wrote down here uh, to remind myself, but those who are living in fear are measuring what they have lost or are losing. People that live in fear are always measuring what they've lost or what they think they're going to lose. Those who are living in faith are sowing toward a harvest. And I want to be one of those. No matter what losses I may, it may look like I'm having, I want to sow my loss and make it a seed. I want to sow toward a harvest. And so that's where we're going to be going. I want to look at this with you in the three different passages for a few minutes just to kind of get our motor running so you can kind of catch up with what I want to share with you. So I want to start with uh, Hebrews 11.24. Hebrews 11.24, I'm going to read several verses here. I'm going to give you three examples of those who suffered loss and it turned into gain for them. All right, so Hebrews 11.24 says, By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God uh, than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he looked to the reward. So there is the, the harvest that he's looking toward. He looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Okay, this is great. I love this because Moses was able to leave or lose we could say he left everything he left the pleasures of sin he left the wealth he left the power he left the reputation he left the the influence he left all of that behind looking for a reward but enduring by seeing him who is invisible which is god obviously and so there we have our first example of when someone suffers loss and will, willfully willingly this time suffering loss leaving the pleasures of sin but looking for a better reward and doing so 
by seeing him who is invisible. A lot of Christians are finding out right now in this particular season that we're in that their foundation is very shallow. Uh, they didn't really have a foundation. Some of the ones that I know, they are, they are as nervous or fearful or fretful as anyone else in the world because their foundation wasn't really based on enduring as seeing him. It was based on enduring as seeing their bank account, enduring as seeing their job or whatever the case may be. But we have got to learn to endure by seeing him. So that's my first example. Moses left everything to gain something better by looking at the Lord. All right, second example. We'll go to Philippians 3, Philippians 3, 7 and 8. All right, I'll give you a chance to turn there if you're able to, if you're taking notes, Philippians 3, 7 and 8. And Paul says, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. And so Paul had a reputation. He was a Pharisee. He was had a certain reputation and certain things that were accumulated to that. He's going to count that as loss. He says, yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. So his faith caused him to suffer loss. He suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. And so Paul now is willfully leaving everything that he had gained through his religious upbringing, through his Jewish upbringing and, and all of this. He's leaving that willfully. I recognize that. But that he's going to count it as rubbish that he may gain something better. And so again, we're talking about a loss that is being translated or transformed into a gain. Moses left the pleasures of sin. Moses left the riches of Egypt that he could gain something better. And he endured by seeing God. Paul willfully is leaving behind all of that which was accumulated to him and counts it as rubbish that he may gain Christ. All right. So let's let's do a third one here. Let's go uh, to Philippians 4.18. Philippians 4.18. Okay, still Paul talking here. And he says, indeed, I have all and abound. Well, this is the same guy that left everything. All right, but now we're in a different season of his life. And he says, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things uh, sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma. Now listen very carefully. An acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. We'll stop right there. I'm going to finish it in a minute. The people of uh, the, Philipp the Philippian people had offered once and again unto Paul to support him. And he had gone through times of, of nothing and times of plenty. And so they send him this offering and he calls it a sweet smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, meaning there are sacrifices that aren't acceptable. Uh, they're done out of, of grief. They're done out of bitterness. They're done out of obligation, but they're not acceptable. They're not sweet smelling in, in the nostrils of God, if we could say it that way. So he says, these people sacrificed, and he said, I have all and abound. Or in other words, the church went through a sacrifice, and Paul reaped the benefits of that sacrifice. The church, the Philippians, were going through a loss. But now listen, are, is this going to be a permanent loss? It says in verse 19, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. 
for a reward that he couldn't see, but he endured by seeing the invisible God. Okay, so he left all. Paul left all. He counted all that he had accumulated in his life of, and reputation. He counted it as rubbish that he could gain Christ. And now he's saying, you Philippians have made a sacrifice to me. A sacrifice means you needed these, you needed this, these resources, with, whether we're talking about money or supplies or food or clothing or whatever they gave. It was a sacrifice. And though it was a sacrifice, and in that sense, it was a loss, it was a loss they chose to participate in. And then a promise came on the heels of that. It says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's powerful. That's powerful. So what I'm talking about here is how do we handle loss? Now, these losses, I recognize, were, were willful. Each, in each of these cases, either Moses or Paul or the Philippians all chose to go through a loss that they could gain something better. Sometimes, however, we go through losses that aren't our choice. And how we respond to that loss, and it could be losing a job, it could be now, right now, uh, perhaps paychecks have been cut off, it could be uh, losing an automobile, losing a house, it could be losing any, any number of things that we can talk about. And it's not a choice, it's an, it's an event. And what happens with an event in our lives is that it can turn into a bitterness, it can turn into a, a place of, of unrest, of lack of peace, of fear, perhaps. It can turn into an offense against God. Why did God let that happen? It can turn into all kinds of things. And in, in that loss, if the loss is allowed to become in your heart an offense or a bitterness or a grief or produce fear, then that is going to influence your future far more than you want or perhaps even expect. How we handle losses is going to have a lot to do with our future. And if a loss is going to be a place of, of sadness, of sorrow, of hurt, well, didn't Jesus come to bind up the brokenhearted? Amen. And so we've got to determine how are we going to handle that which is taken from us that we're not even willfully giving. It's just simply being removed from our lives by whatever circumstance. How do we handle that? And so we have got to determine whether we're going to walk in faith in the midst of our losses or if we're going to walk in fear or bitterness in the midst of our losses. All right, a seed, I'm going to switch gears here and we'll, we'll put this together. A seed carries hope for the future. A seed is something that has a potential, whether it be negative or positive, but a seed carries the future within. A seed carries infinite harvest, potential harvest within. And so how a loss impacts our heart, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. So really, and it says an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. So really, what happens in your heart as a result of a loss, whether it produces bitterness or whether it produces a vision, of faith, that's going to determine what comes from this loss. You can turn a loss into a great gain if you have the right motivation, the right vision, the right attitude. Every time I've suffered a loss, and I learned this, as I said, as a missionary, and I would, I've been robbed once at knife point, 
once a very elaborate pickpocket scheme. Uh, we've, we've had someone break into our home in Dallas, uh, wake us in our bedroom at night. Uh, we will awaken to having someone in our room. Uh, we've gone through some losses of that kind. I've gone through other losses and where I found out later I had been cheated economically, financially in things I had purchased. Uh, I've been overcharged. And I, I learned that people that do that to you will always be poor. They will never prosper. But I can turn that loss into a seed and I can prosper. But I have to do it through my heart. What happens in my heart determines whether that loss becomes a positive or it stays a negative. And if it stays a negative, then it's going to steal my life, my joy, my peace, my future prosperity. The attitude of my heart is where I'm going to have this change, this transformation of turning my loss into a seed. This can happen. This should happen in all of us. The moment we experience a loss, and I could go back and I can remember myself saying to myself, they just took something from me. But Father, in the name of Jesus, I turn this into a seed. I'm sowing this into the kingdom. It wasn't a willful sacrifice but it was a sacrifice and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna come out better on this thing than the enemy thought. The enemy thought he was going to do me harm, but I'm going to prosper from this. And that attitude has taken me up the mountain of prosperity, spirit, soul, and body. I, I am a prosperous person now because I have not allowed myself to get bitter from losses. And as people right now around the world and around this nation are particularly losing income and losing jobs and don't know what the future holds, rather than getting into a place of bitterness or offense against God or fear, it's time to take this into, into our hearts. Let the Lord heal you from this and turn that, that bitterness into a seed for the future. Turn it into faith. Turn that fear into faith. And begin to sow it and begin to pronounce and proclaim with your, your voice, with your words. This looks like something the enemy stole from me or the circumstances have taken from me. But I choose to turn this into a seed. And I'm sowing this into your, your kingdom, Father. And I expect a harvest. You know, the only people that have a right to expect a harvest are the ones that have sown seed. Uh, sometimes I see people and, and they have the idea of the vision and the imagination, which is good. I'm all for it. I have a picture of a new car or a new house plastered on the refrigerator. I'm believing for that. I'm believing for that. But think of it this way. If a, if a farmer had a picture of corn on his refrigerator, I'm believing for corn. I'm believing for corn. What would be the first question you ask him? I would ask, have you planted corn? All right. Because you can't get corn from a picture, but you can from seed. And so you may have a house on your refrigerator or a car or something else that you desire that God has put in your heart. Okay, but you can't get it from a picture that can keep the vision in front of you. That's good. But the vision is actually the product of seed sown. If you would turn what you're losing into seed sown and rejoice over it, it would come back to you. It would be a harvest and, it, and God can open doors you're not expecting. One phone call could change your life. I've had that happen to me as well. All right. You may not have willingly you may not have willingly sowed that seed, but you can willingly transform it in, in your heart. God sees sacrifice. It's either a sacrifice of loss and bitterness, or it can be transformed in your heart into a, a, a sweet-smelling savor, an acceptable sacrifice. And my God 
and shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I hope you're catching this. I hope you're seeing this, is that we don't have to go from loss to loss. We don't have to go from defeat to defeat. We don't have to live in fear. No matter what happens in this world, are you enduring as seeing him who is invisible? Can you see him as your source or is your job your only source? Can you see him as, as, your, as your source or are the circumstances in the world economy, is that all you have to go on? Because I respect some of them are shaking in their boots right now and they don't know how to turn loss into seed. All right. Now, let's take this uh, into Luke. I'm going to read some. I'm going to jump around in Luke chapter six here. If you want to turn to Luke six, I'm going to start in 27. I'm going to read a few verses and then jump. But I'm going to show you this principle in, in the words of Jesus. OK, so Luke 627, Luke 627 says, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies do good to those who hate you. Well, hate starts to fall into this category of something negative against you. But he's saying, turn it into a positive. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. That's not always easy. Bless those who curse you or those who speak ill of you, speak negatively of you. Turn it around and bless them. This is what, what I'm talking about. They're turning their loss into a seed, into a blessing. To uh, pray for those who spitefully use you. I tell you, I have a whole different message on forgiveness, but if you could become an intercessor for the person that hurt you, rather than holding on to unforgiveness, you become their intercessor, you've turned your loss into a seed. If you can pray for someone with, from the heart, you, you'll, be, you'll get past the brokenheartedness of, of the hurt they caused. Uh, you turn it into a seed. Pray for those. Okay, 29, to him who strikes you, Luke 6, 29, to him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. Wow. So Jesus isn't saying slug him in the nose. He's saying turn the other cheek. Why? You're turning that loss now into a seed. You're giving more than was even taken. All right. He says, and from him who takes away your cloak. Now we're getting to uh, unw unwilling sacrifice, unwilling loss. From him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Or in other words, someone takes from you, give them a little extra. Now that's probably blowing some people's minds, but this is the key to turning loss into harvest. This is the key to turning loss. And we'll get to there. Okay. All right. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. Do not ask them back. Turn it into seed. Say, Barry, how, what do you mean? What do you mean? Jump down to verse 38. It goes on, but he's going to sum this all up in verse 38. He says, give, and it will be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom, for with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Wow. He's talking about not just, we, we often use this in the realm of money, but he's talking about loving your enemies, doing good to those that hate you, blessing those that curse you, praying for those that spitefully use you, to those that strike you on the cheek, turn the other cheek. 
to those that take from you, give them a little bit more. Whoever takes from you, give, give more. Don't ask for it back. And then he goes on and he says, give, and it will be given to you. Or in other words, when you experience an unwanted loss, turn it into a situation. Let me get some water here. <laughs> Excuse me. Getting excited. When you experience a loss that wasn't your choice, turn it into an opportunity to give. Make it a gift. Don't make it a root of bitterness. Make it a gift. Give. And, and this is what the, Jesus says. It says, give, even if it's unwilling, even if someone took away your stuff. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's what Paul said to the Philippians, a sweet smelling savor, an acceptable sacrifice, and my God shall supply all of your needs. See, I don't know what you may be going through right now. I don't know what you may have lost, but it's either becoming a root of bitterness and fear, or it can be transformed into a seed that has a future, and a future that will bless you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Do you think God is limited in how he supplies for you? Do you think there's only one job in the world that you can do? Do you think there's only one source of a paycheck? Do you think that that's it? Because that's the way a lot of people are thinking right now. There, God has many, many ways, but God is limited to whether we're dealing with a root of bitterness or whether we're seeing this as an opportunity and we sow it. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay, so if someone or some circumstance takes from me, I turn it into seed. What they take will never multiply. People that steal, people that cheat, people that take, that's their level of life. That's where they're going to live. And if they don't get arrested, nonetheless, they will never prosper. But I, people can take from me and have taken from me, and I've turned it into seed. And I would suggest right now, I am prospering. I am prospering, and I will continue to prosper. And it doesn't depend on the world economy. I will prosper in my spirit, my soul, my flesh, my mind, the fruit of the spirit. I will prosper in my body. I'm going to prosper in my relationships. And God is going to take care of all my needs. No matter how they come, it will be taken care of because I have the right attitude. I have the right attitude. Okay. God did this. He turned his loss into a seed. And he harvested us. The seed was Jesus. Jesus emptied himself, that was his loss, and became flesh and humbled himself, but he did it for us. The Father, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That was a loss turned into a seed, turned into a harvest, and you and me were in this harvest. Praise God, we're part of this harvest. Paul and Silas, think about Paul and Silas singing praises in prison. Their loss was the loss of their freedom. They're chained up in prison in a dungeon in the dark in, the, in a hole in the ground. And they sing praises unto God. They turned their loss into a seed. And God supernaturally delivered them. This, oh, this is powerful. Your attitude is the key. Your attitude is the key. Let me read a few more verses here before I close up. It says, a merry heart. A merry, uh, I'm sorry, Proverbs 15, 13. Proverbs 15, 13. It says, a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but sorrow, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. Who chooses a merry heart or sorrow of the heart? Who chooses that? We do. 
can you you mean to say that you can be cheerful when someone takes something from you or that you lose something that you hadn't planned on losing you can choose the joy of the lord because if you're born again it's in you if you have the holy spirit you have joy if you have the holy spirit you have peace you came fully equipped when you got born again you can choose the joy of the lord you should choose the joy of the lord. you should choose peace what other options do you have okay and so a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance but sorrow of the heart by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken if you let your loss turn into sorrow it can break your spirit it can break your spirit and you could end up living in, in complete loss and complete destruction complete fear by just one unexpected loss or you can say father that wasn't expected i don't, i don't i didn't want that to happen but i'm going to turn that into a seed and i'm going to praise you that's the secret that's the secret uh proverbs 17:22 a merry heart does good like a medicine but a broken spirit dries the bones a merry heart does good like a medicine tell you what you can recover from loss if you want to uh and you can not only recover you can turn that loss into a seed and that seed can become potential for your future there can be many many harvests so how do we do this how do we do this real quick we take our loss before the lord as an acceptable sacrifice an unwilling sacrifice but we take our loss before the lord with an attitude of thanksgiving say so how can you do that how can you lose something and be thankful i'm not thankful i lost it but i'm thankful that whatever i've lost is nothing compared to who i have living in me the greater one i can still be thankful father this thing has been taken from my life job paycheck whatever but i am coming before you with thanksgiving and i'm going to see this thing as a seed i offer you the seed of my loss my sacrifice and i'm going to praise you for the for the the harvest of this seed praise god you don't have to have your seed in your hand for it to be a seed to god it has to be in your heart that's powerful you won't always have a seed in your hand to give but you can always have seed in your heart if you have the right attitude and that heart seed if it's especially from a loss it's going to either become a bitterness and fear or it's going to become a seed for the future thanksgiving positive attitude that's the key okay let me read one more little verse here uh one of my favorites in in the in the realm of giving praise and thanks unto god is psalm 67 psalm 67 5 and 6 psalm 67 5 and 6 says let the people praise you o god let all the people's praise you then then the earth shall yield her increase and god our god shall bless us oh wow let the people praise even but what about my life praise him turn it into seed let choose to praise him as your source endure as seeing him who is invisible count all those things as loss for the gain of knowing christ praise him go before him with praise take that loss as an acceptable sacrifice before god it becomes acceptable in your heart it either becomes a bitter thing or it becomes an acceptable sacrifice turn it into seed it says then the earth shall yield her increase then the earth shall yield her increase or in other words the doors of god's prosperity will open when our heart comes into that place of thanking him regardless of what we may be going through at the moment 
Amen. I want to pray for you before I close real quickly. I appreciate your time. appreciate you watching. Father, we thank you that in spite of the times in which we live, we can turn every negative parent negative. We can turn it into a positive. We can turn it into an acceptable sacrifice. We can give thanks to you and turn losses into seeds. And those seeds, Father, carry the promises for our future. They carry more than enough, pressed down, shaken together, running over. If we would learn how to give, even the gift of a sacrifice that we did not willingly make, but we turn it by, in our hearts into a seed. Father, I pray that those that are going through this right now would, would grasp this revelation and would begin to step into another dimension of life where they're not reliant upon circumstances, but they endure as seeing you who is invisible. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. In the precious name of Jesus, amen and amen.